Twitter.com slash StuDoesAmerica. No, I'm not saying X.com slash StuDoesAmerica, though I suppose that would work as well. Follow me there. If you're watching on YouTube, follow me there as well. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Dan Andros is going to be joining the program to discuss the breakdown of American society. That's all. Hunter Biden gets a brand new special counsel appointed, which is a pretty big deal. And I want to spend some real time on that here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I, he just messaged to Hunter, start flushing the powder right now. Don't wait. Start right now. But we start by doing the end of obesity. Yes, we are a fat country, a bunch of fatties, a fat, 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 fatso of a nation. I, you know what? I think generally speaking, it's a really good thing. We went through all of uh, human civilization thinking, how the hell can I get some food? Now we're like, hey, we got too much food. And that's not the worst commentary on a civilization. It really isn't. Uh, in fact, it's a good problem to have frankly. But it is a problem. People are too fat, and these aren't always good things. And for the beginning, this is the beginning of uh, time, I've always hoped for this, like, magic pill that would come out, right? And it would cure, oh, you know, you just could eat that pill and then eat whatever you want afterward. Why not? That's what I want. I mean, this is America. This is what we're supposed to get. And there have been efforts at this, of course, over the years. But, like, they always had weird approaches. Some of them were like, hey, you can eat whatever you want, but your body will digest it a different way. And that always led to real problems, you know, in, in the bathroom, uh, typically. Then there were the ones where they're like, hey, we'll, we'll curb your appetite and you won't be as hungry. And some of those showed some positive effects. Uh, of course, there's a lot of side effects with some of them as well. And usually they were short term and didn't work for long. And, you know, maybe it was a few percent uh, of your body fat would be lost. And, you know, because honestly, like, I'm never hungry. I'm in America. Like, uh, you know, it's like I mean, it's, hunger is really not an American problem at almost every single uh, level. And that is a good thing. Once again, it's not that I need to eat and I can't eat. I need something that's going to make me not want to eat. And, and I thought to myself, there's really only one time where that occurs. Only one. My entire life. The only time I don't want to eat. Well, I guess sleeping. But I guess you can find a pill that puts you to sleep for the rest of your life and you'd probably lose some weight. But the real time. The only time, think about this in your life, when is the one time you don't want to eat? After you've eaten a lot already, right? You get to a certain point, like Thanksgiving Day, where you just feel so full and you're so disgusting that you just want to you know, sit down on the couch and, and watch TV and you can't stuff another bite in your mouth, at least for like a half an hour. That's the feeling that needs to be replicated for one of these magical super drugs if they're actually going to work. Well, enter Wegovy. Wegovy is the, uh, this is kind of what Wegovy does. It's not a pill, at least not yet. That's coming, though, by the way. It is a once-weekly shot, and it is, uh, you've probably heard about either Wegovy or its little sister medication, Ozempic, or its cousin medication, uh, Manjaro. All of these are, do some of the same things. Manjaro is a little bit different. I mean, Ozempic and Wigovi are basically the exact same thing. And, you know, we are a country that, you know, we're a bunch of whales. I mean, we're all Brendan Fraser in the whale. That's basically what we are. We're big fat people, and we'd like to not be fat people if it's possible. And the thing about this, which is different than all the other efforts to have weight loss drugs and schemes before, is that it's making massive, massive difference in actually working for people. Tons of people who work here, for example, have lost weight on this. Um, in fact, I'll give you, I don't want to, I didn't ask them for their permission to give you their names, but some of them you know. Um, but one friend I have down that is eight, down 80 pounds, another's down 45 pounds, another friend down 40 pounds, another friend 
down 30 pounds. I have one friend who's lost over 100 pounds uh, using these medications. And the medications, basically, you take a shot. And when you eat something, uh, you know, you just feel full almost right away. Um, when you're about to eat something, um, you know, you don't really feel the need to do it. It calms the demons that are call calling you to food all the time. And look, I am as skeptical as anybody else on this stuff. I think there's a million weight loss uh, supplements and, and medications out there that don't, that make all sorts of claims that don't really work. But this one I had heard of for a long time. It's been in the pipeline of, of this pharmaceutical company, Novo Nordisk, for quite a while. And I became aware of this, I don't know, 2020 or so, and started hearing about these studies. And then the study came out. I think it was in 2021. Oh, by the way, none of those friends, I should point out, and a lot of people are going to be thinking this, none of those friends were Jeffy. Just so you know, that was not, it was not Jeffy. That's, that's, that's unkind there. We should have put Chris Christie as the whale. That would have made much, that would have been a more politically sensitive. Uh, can we make that one up maybe for next week? Chris Christie in The Whale. Okay, so uh, this study was coming out, and it finally was released. Once weekly semaglutide in adults with overweight or, or, or obesity. Just a sexy title. And I, you know, I, I knew you probably wanted to dig into this right away. But I actually did. I was pretty excited about this. This is interesting stuff to me. And I'm fascinated by, you know, where medicine may be going. I, you know, this is something I like to watch a lot. And I followed this study kind of as it was going through. Let me just give you a piece of this. This is before all the, the you know, fury went on and the mania about these medications. It says, in this double-blind trial, we enrolled 1,961 adults with a body mass index of 30 or greater who did not have diabetes and randomly assigned them to 68 weeks of treatment with once-weekly subcutaneous semaglutide at a dose of 2.4 milligrams or placebo plus lifestyle Intervention. Now, of course, the whole point of these drugs is you have a lifestyle intervention because you don't want to eat that much anymore. You wind up. It's not like it's not like changing your body chemistry to, um, you know, if you eat 5000 calories, it only processes two. It basically just makes you not want to eat uh, that much. So you wind up eating instead of 2000 calories, you might wind up eating 1200 and you just lose weight because you have no desire to uh, to eat the extra calories. So how did all of this work out? And I want to point out too, 68 weeks is a freaking really long time for a trial like this. A lot of times in the past, you, you'd see test results out a month or two, 68 weeks, well over a year to get this approval. Uh, and it wound up, of course, leading to that approval. Here's what the charts look like. And they're pretty impressive. Uh, you see the placebo, there's a slight weight loss of about one or 2%. But the people on semaglutide lost more like 16, 17% of their body weight. The Manjaro studies, which is one of the, uh, their competitor, it actually lost even more. I think it was like 21 or 22% of body weight. And if you look at you know, individuals in this, uh, in this particular study, after 68 weeks, 92% of people on Wigovi lost 5% of their body weight. 75% lost 10% or more. 55% lost 15% or more. And over a third, 35% lost 20% of their body weight. Now, if you happen to be uh, you know, a whale or someone who happens to be a little larger, that's a ton. I mean, that's really all you have to do in, in, a, in a lot of cases. Obviously, if you're way up there and you're on you know, some uh, A&E reality show, you may need more than 20%. But 20% is... You know, would cure a lot of stuff for Americans when it comes to obesity. Now, the 
the side effects, of course, are always a question here. And uh, so far, you know, it, they haven't seen any long-term side effects on this. One of the interesting parts about this is it wasn't just the 68-week study because this medication had existed previously for diabetes. So people were on the diabetes medication for years and years and years and years. They noticed this weight loss situation, decided to test it for it, and then it's come out now for weight loss. But like people have been on this medication for a really long time already and no long-term side effects. The major side effects they found in the study, nausea and diarrhea were the most common adverse effects with semaglutide. They were typical, typically transient and mild to moderate in severity and subsided with time. I think the number was 4% of people in the study decided, ah, this is, this is nausea or the diarrhea is bothering me too much. I'm going to bail on the study. 4%, but there's still 96% of people who went through and, and, and stuck on this stuff. And of course, this study goes through, it starts becoming more popular. You may have heard a bunch of celebrities have started to take it. And of course, this means that Wegovy weight loss drug maker, Novo Dordisk, sees their profits soar. Uh, you, know, you know, of course, that's what you'd expect. Well, Eli Lilly is the maker of Manjaro. They've seen their soar as well. There are other people making other versions of this. Amgen is one of them. They've got a uh, the third generation uh, uh, attempt at this that seems has had the first results are even crazier than these. And so it goes up a, a lot. The demand goes up. Up, the profits come in. The only problem they've really had so far since this started was, of course, being able to make enough of the stuff. We go maker Novo Nordisk extends their curb now on supply of weight loss drug and raises their outlook. They're going to sell a lot of this. And, you know, they did a poll that said something like 50 percent of Americans would consider taking it. That's a good market, especially when you go there and then you start spreading it around the world. A lot of people want this, right? We all know this. We all know the diet industry is gigantic. And this is going to take a massive chunk out of that because it seems to work really well. Now, there are some drawbacks. As we mentioned, it's been hard to get so far. People can't get it. And some of the people who were on diabetes previously have had trouble getting it because everyone wants it for weight loss. That's problem number one. Number two, it's really expensive. We're talking about $1,300 a month in some cases. Some have been as low as $500 a month. They've had some coupon programs, but generally speaking, because it's been so hard to get, they don't want to lower prices because they don't have the supply for the people who want it already. Um, a lot of this goes to the, um, the situation with the actual needles. Again, this is a, it's an auto-injectable stick. You kind of press the button and it you know, uh, gives you a little bit of the medication. Um, those particular auto-injectable uh, syringes, if you will, have been difficult to come by, and so they're working on that. Also, insurance doesn't cover it for a lot of people. But that's the interesting part here. Why doesn't insurance cover it? If it's actually helping people lose 15 and 20% of their body weight in a country that obesity is one of the main killers and main problems, why wouldn't insurance cover it? Well, there was one question still out there from the study, and it was a big one, frankly, because you can change somebody's weight but is that an artificial change, right? If you're using a medication, somebody loses weight, you know, does that actually help them when it comes to all of the associated health benefits? In other words, is it just a hollow thing? You know, you, you wind up losing weight and maybe you look a little bit better, you like the way your clothes fit a little bit better, but if it doesn't change your cardio, uh, cardiac outcomes, if it doesn't change the, the, the health benefits that are associated with weight loss in a normal uh, scenario where you go to the gym and you lose all this weight, well, 
why bother? Why there's no? It's just cosmetic at that point. There's no reason for insurance to cover it. So so far, most insurance programs haven't covered it. There's still an outlying question. This is from the study, the original study. The weight loss improvements with respect to cardiometabolic risk factors with semaglutide reported here will be complemented by an ongoing cardiovascular outcomes trial in participants with overweight or obesity and established cardiovascular disease. So. They basically said, that's the end of this study. We can show you that it loses weight. We don't see any side effects. Now, let's look at the other side of this, and we're going to do an additional study, and that study is going to tell us if this weight loss actually means anything to people's health. Well, that study came out, at least the very beginnings of it, this week. Novo's Wegovi shows heart benefit alongside weight loss in trial. And the results, though we don't have all of them yet, it's important to note, we just have the uh, initial headlines from the company. Um, it's going to have to obviously be looked into much further. But the study called SELECT, which has been in effect for many uh, for years now, involved 17,500 overweight or obese people with a history of heart disease aged 45 years or older with no prior history of diabetes. It started almost five years ago to test if the weekly injection has medical benefits. A really important question, especially if you're going to have insurance pay for this. And things like you know Medicare and Medicaid, will they cover it? Well, Novo said the eagerly awaited study results, which have not yet been peer-reviewed, important to note, show that patients on Wegovi had a 20% lower incidence of heart attack, stroke, or death from heart disease compared to those on placebo. That is significantly better than the 15 to 17% expected by investors and analysts. Now, of course, this made the stock price, you know, go bananas this week, and it's one of the reasons you know we're talking about it today. It's been a, it's been a huge, huge thing. But it is interesting to look at this and see we're talking about 20% of just take a heart disease deaths every year. There's about 700,000 heart disease deaths. Now, obviously, not everybody's going to take this stuff. But like if you were to apply that among uh, to the whole population, you're talking about 140,000 deaths saved. That that number is is larger than Alzheimer's. It's like wiping out Alzheimer's plus. It's almost as much as stroke, uh, people dying of stroke every year. Of course, this also seems to cut strokes so much that you'd have to add on to that number and it would go even higher. This would be a massive difference. And we all know obesity is a, is a big problem in this country, also in the studio. Yeah. Um, but it's a major problem in this country and it's one of those things that We've never been able to get our hands uh, hands around. We've never been able to control it. There's been so many efforts. And like you see a lot of people say, look, just you know, lose weight and exercise. And obviously, look, if you could do that, if you've, you should try that, right? You shouldn't just jump to the first thing. But like a lot of people fail. And at some point, if you can get a little help to make you get over this bandwagon that can help people, you know, extend their lives many years and you know, save heart attacks. You know, I, I've had tons of heart disease in, in my family. You know, my dad died young, 61 years old, uh, from a heart attack. I've had other heart attacks in my family. I mean, it's the biggest killer in America. To be able to cut that is, is massively important. And it's important to note, too, that these things come from the incredible innovations that result from capitalism. Capitalism brings these things to us. And a lot of people are out there complaining, well, it's too expensive and people can't get it and it's not fair. And I understand that, you know, the world is not freaking fair. And right now, yes, a lot of freaking annoying rich celebrities get this stuff and other people don't. But guess what? This is how it works. 
it starts like this, where rich people put a lot of money into these things. They wind up going to an evil capitalist company, and they wind up getting, uh, going down this road and paying a lot for these drugs when they're really expensive, and eventually they get to everyone. And that's how it happens with big screen TVs and innovations you know, like uh, uh, you know, airbags and everything else. These innovations come. Yes, rich people get them first. That's why they're rich. Why else would you be rich if you didn't get the cool stuff first? That's why you do it. But over time, this gets to everyone, and not only everyone in the United States, but people around the world. This is the type of thing that could save millions of lives around the world. You know, look, you never know with this stuff. Of course, you have to make sure, as we talked about, you got to, you know, you got to peer review these studies and look at this over a long period of time. Maybe some crazy thing will happen and we'll all regret and we'll all just be, uh, you know, underneath the ground uh, in a couple of days. But the bottom line here is that this is an incredible innovation. If you think about the way the United States has been characterized by the rest of the world, fat, lazy adults, now we can change and just be lazy Americans. That's right. We can, uh, we're not fat and lazy Americans. We can just be lazy Americans. And that's the sort of world I want to live in. Now, if you happen to be moving somewhere in America right now, you want to go to a new area. We've been seeing so many people uh, fly from California, New York, Illinois, all these blue states up north and out west, and come here to Texas and go to um, Florida and other southern states. Georgia's been a big one as well, where people are moving because, first of all, you've got a, a, an economy that's, that's doing very well, but also uh, you get to avoid all the craziness and tax rates and all that nonsense up in those blue states. So when you move to a new red state, you need a real estate agent. You know, just moving to a real estate, uh, just moving to a new place, um, is not going to do it by itself. And I will say, a lot of people who move from more expensive states, this happened with us, when you're up in a blue state, which we were earlier, you move down to Texas, like everything looks like it's on sale. Like it looks like, oh my gosh, this is all so cheap. I don't even know what to do with myself. That's died down a little bit over the past few years, but still, it's still a change. And if you don't have a good real estate agent, you could get caught up in that. You could wind up paying 10, 20, $30,000 too much without even realizing it. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the best agent in your area. Do it now, realestateagentsitrust.com, whether you're buying or selling a home. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. I would say a pretty big surprise today in the Hunter Biden investigation. We had a special counsel announced. Justice Department named a special counsel in the Hunter Biden case. Now, oddly, it was the same guy who's already been investigating it. Uh, Weiss, you remember him from uh, Delaware. Now, Weiss is a complicated character, frankly. Um, he was appointed by Donald Trump in 2017. He was approved by a Republican Senate. This is not a guy that was some left-wing ideologue, though I think most would argue he's been pretty disappointing. He's been doing this um, investigation for five years and has yet to really come up with anything and then finally did come up with something which was you know, incredibly weak. It was the gun charge, and uh, which was not even, basically it was just like a probation uh, for gun charges, and then um, uh, a fine for tax evasion. I mean, it was really just a bunch of nothing. Now, we remember this because there was a deal cut. And this series of events is going to be really interesting when the history is written on it, because I don't fully understand how this worked. But they came up with a deal, and immediately the Hunter Biden attorneys went to the press and said, hey, this deal will exempt Hunter Biden from being 
prosecuted over any of the other crap, right? This is going to basically, this is a get out of jail free card for Hunter. It's a free pass for all the stuff he's done before. And uh, congratulations to everybody. He's off scot-free. And I railed against this. Every conservative railed against this because it's like, wait a minute, we, do, we have way too much evidence on these business dealings. They're not even addressed here. Like, if you want to wrap up his gun charge and his, his tax evasion stuff, like, I doubt I'd get that deal. But OK, you want to do that and, and make it go away with a slap on the wrist. I'm not going to cry all that much about it. That's honestly not the most serious stuff. You know, it's the same thing with the prostitution, the hookers, the drug use. Like, they're all crimes. But, like, it's not the top of my um, interest here. I've seen enough pictures of Hunter Biden without his clothes on. Uh, honestly, the last, last me at least a week and a half. I don't need to see a new one for at least, you know, 10, 12 days. Anyway, uh, so we have this situation going on where um, this investigation seems to be growing. After that deal was announced and before it fell apart in court, Tons of revelations came out. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think the people who are really building the investigation here, largely in the Republican House, uh, didn't see this coming. They didn't know the deal was going to be cut. So they thought in that window before the, when the deal was announced and it was going to court, they could release a bunch of stuff and hit people with the evidence that they had that was much, much uh, far superior to what had already been released, including like the WhatsApp message and $30 million of payments and a bunch of different things that we only have learned about after the deal was actually presented. So they go to court. Obviously, that whole thing falls apart. And now Weiss, who is already on the case for five years, has been elevated to special counsel. What does this mean exactly? It's hard to I mean, technically not all that much. Um, This could mean that he would uh, this investigation could go on to the next presidential term. Uh, That's significant. If you if your main interest is justice for Hunter Biden, that could be important. If your main interest is, hey, we need to tie this to Joe Biden because um, he is obviously a shady character and he shouldn't be voted in as president in 2024. That doesn't really interest you all that much. Um, one of the things that I am really frustrated about in the coverage right now is this idea that showing payments of 20 and 30 million dollars to buy to Hunter Biden and his family members, but not Joe Biden and um, the WhatsApp message and all these different things that have come out recently. We keep seeing people say the same thing, which is, look, they have not shown any evidence to support these claims. What are you freaking talking about? I mean, honestly, what are you talking about at this point? There's been tons of evidence that would make you, at the very least, massively suspicious that money was flowing to Joe Biden. And, you know, the WhatsApp message is a good example of this. If you remember the WhatsApp message, Hunter Biden says, I'm in the room with my dad. Okay, I'm in the room with my dad. He says he's going to hold a grudge against you. I'm going to hold a grudge against you. He's going to make your life a living hell if you don't send us this payment right now. This is blatantly a crime by Hunter Biden. You can't utilize uh, foreign officials in some sort of uh, scam when you're not registered as a foreign agent. Uh, even if Hunter Biden didn't tell his dad at all and he's just lying about it, it's still a crime on Hunter Biden's uh, behalf. So that would be worth investigating. But additionally, when they say there's no evidence tying this to Joe Biden, think about this for a second. Let's take it out of the realm of the Bidens for a moment. Let's say you have, uh, we know going back a long, long ways, Jeffrey Epstein hung out with pretty much everybody in politics and in uh, media. Let's say Jeffrey Epstein, and let's put it in the left's camp, and let's say Donald Trump. And we have a message from Jeffrey Epstein to uh, some shady person, uh, Giselle. Uh, What was her name? Uh, Is it Giselle? That's the the model. Uh, 
Jelaine Maxwell. Thank you. Thank you very much. Not Giselle. Sorry, Giselle. <laughs> you got enough problems going on. Uh, Jelaine uh, Maxwell. And the message from Epstein to Maxwell says, hey, we're going to need a bunch of new te young teenagers, 12, 13, 14 years old to be delivered. I'm sitting here in the room with Donald Trump right now, and he wants these girls and he wants them here now. Would that be evidence? Would you say, oh, there's no evidence? We asked Donald Trump and he said he didn't do it. So there's no evidence to support the fact that he did. Well, it doesn't prove the fact that, uh, jo that uh, Joe Biden uh, did this, or in this case, Donald Trump did this. But it's, it's a hell of a pretty significant piece of evidence. It either means that Hunter Biden was a complete dirtbag and was selling out his father while he was in office, which to be honest, is a plausible option, especially if we didn't know all of the rest of the stuff going on. But it's a plausible option that, he, that Hunter's such a dirtbag that he'd do something like this. But number one, if that's true, get Hunter Biden or Joe Biden to admit it. My son was using my name. I know I told you previously that wasn't true. But get him on record saying that. And secondly, there has to be an extensive investigation looking at whether this message and all of the other stuff, $30 million, go to family members. Uh, we have to know what happened with that. People keep saying, well, there's no record of it going to Joe. Well, why the hell would it go to Joe? If you're an already wealthy 80-year-old, what the hell are you going to do with the money? He's already wealthy. What is he going to do with the money? When he dies, he's going to give it to Hunter Biden. So why not just give it to Hunter Biden at the middle uh, and, and cut out the middleman here and just have it all go to Hunter Biden directly? That's what you do if you were an 80 year old, incredibly corrupt vice president who happened to then become president. Look, the left is going to try to compare this, going to say, well, Trump is worse. They're going to try to say there's no evidence. Look, there's plenty of evidence here. A special counsel, though, may shield Weiss from testifying in front of the House. And there's a lot of speculation on the right that this is why this is actually happening. They put him as a special, special counsel not to make this, the investigation more serious, but to protect Weiss from having to testify in front of the House, who's really doing a serious job investigating this. We will see where that goes. We're not going to have an answer on that for a while. I really hope that this investigation comes out with something real. There will be a report listed at the end. My guess is it happens after the election, and, you know, that's when nobody's going to care. But... The House will continue doing their work. They've done a lot so far. They've done a good job so far. And we'll have to keep following this every single place it goes. You've probably heard of Liver Health Formula Supplement many times, but did you know they've already sold 2 million bottles, more than 2 million bottles? It's very, very popular. Uh, the American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver. So what do you do about that? Well, uh, a lot of people look for help. And, you know, people nowadays throw pretty much everything at their livers, cholesterol, toxins, um, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and feel tired all the time. For decades, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every day. And it's time to help your liver with liver health help formula. It's an all natural supplement. It contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. Listeners of the show can take a special advantage of this offer they've got going on right now, which is basically you try liver health formula and you get a free bottle of blood sugar formula as well to reduce sugar cravings. Uh, join their happy customer list by visiting getliverhelp.com slash stew. Claim your free bonus gift today. It's getliverhelp.com slash stew. Get liverhelp.com slash stew. 
Dan Andros is here. He's the managing editor at CBN News and host of CBN's Quick Start podcast, which you can subscribe to right now wherever you get your podcast. Great way to start the morning. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to go to this uh, this this California story where uh, a couple of 7-Eleven employees are trying to prevent a theft. You can hear commentary uh, during this as well uh, from another employee who's like, ah, you just got to let him go. He's basically a guy taking uh, a bunch of stuff from the shelves. Let me show the video here and walk people through it, and then I want to discuss it with you. Um, here you All go. Right. So you see, this is, oh, this is the end of it, where they're just beating the heck out of this guy with a, with a stick uh, over and over and over and over again. Now, this is the the end of this video, which, right. <laughs> again, if you take it out of context, looks sort of bad. But these two employees who are uh, wailing on this guy with a stick uh, as he's on the ground, we're watching a guy walk in and see what we've seen a million times, Dan, which is people walk in, they've got a backpack or something, they walk up to, in this case, I think it was cigarettes, they just start clearing off shelves into the backpack and plan on walking out. And the, the employee behind the counter is saying over and over again, hey, just let him go, there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can do. Well, these two guys decided there was something that they could do. Yeah, and I think this was, I saw a separate in interview with, um, I think it was one of the guys who filmed one of the videos of this incident, and he said that in that area, this is and this is happening all over California, as we've seen, these these crimes are just these brazen crimes are just on the rise. And so these owners of this store had just had enough of it. They're just people coming in with backpacks every day, just loading them up and leaving and just taking off out of there. You know, at some point you have to defend your livelihood here when the, the cops are too busy dealing with all kinds of stuff, and there's just so many of these crimes, at some point, you have to stand up. And you know what? These guys ended up not getting charged, and the guy who was stealing did get charged. Mm. And ironically, though, the, the guy who filmed one of the videos that went viral is getting flack from people. He called it Black Lash because people in the black community are saying, hey, what are you doing filming this guy? You know, cause he's black and you're black. And so he's getting criticism for that when he said he thought he was just doing the right thing. I, I don't even understand. I look, Dan, I've been friends with you for a million years. I like you. You're a friend of mine. I don't identify with you because you're white. Like I don't care that you're white. I would never right. think of you I'm like, Oh, well I got to protect Dan. He's white. Like that's just right. not the way I, I don't understand that mindset at all. I really uh, do not. And in this case, though, I did like to see someone fight back and not get charged. Um, that's a really good thing to see. People need to see videos like that because that's the type of thing that does affect people. I honestly think in at some level, our efforts to shine a light on this, right, show these people walking into uh, convenience stores and makeup stores and all this stuff and clearing these things out, letting them go viral, watch, walking, watching them walk out to their cars and drive away quietly is creating even more of these crimes because people are seeing yeah. these on the other side and saying, well, why don't I do this? Well, and you, yeah, and you combine that with the the way a lot of these woke townships are sort of creating these lenient laws and punishments so you're getting a small fine or a slap on the wrist. They're not felonies. They're not bigger crimes that come with, you know, significant punishment. And so they're just doing the calculation and saying, uh, all right, well, we'll just do smash and grabs. We'll just steal stuff. And if we will get away with it most of the time and when we get caught, it won't be a big deal. We'll just pay it out of our loot. 
Uh, our own reporter, uh, Brody Carter, just did a report on all of the chaos going on in California right now. He was there for all of five minutes in San Francisco before someone tried to smash and grab on his car. Now, he's a large man and he happened to be there and he told the guy to get lost. Thankfully, there were no weapons or anything involved and the guy got scared and ran away. But they all recognized him as he's talking to the other residents there in, in that town. They're like, oh, you saw so-and-so. Yeah, he's here all the time doing these smash and grabs. They know who the people are. They're able to just operate with complete freedom of stealing stuff. and they No cares in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly completely foreign to my understanding of what our country is. I, I mean, you know, we grew up together. I, we, you know, we did a, we, were, we did some crazy stuff. I don't think anything was illegal per se, but like, you know, we weren't the best people in the world, I guess. But like my operating system the entire time was always, wait a minute, I don't want to do that because that would be illegal. If I do something that's illegal, I will get caught. To this day, I roll through a stop sign, and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to get pulled over. On the drive-in today, actually, this happened, because we, were, we do a phone call in the morning when we discuss what we're going to talk about on the, on the day's show. And I was driving maybe a tad, tad too fast, and, and there was a, a motorcycle cop over there, and he had the, the radar gun out. I'm like, oh, I just got, I, I got to, I'm going to get stopped for speeding. I assume that when you do something wrong, you're going to have consequences. But now I look at videos and I see people doing smash and grabs. And, you know, my wife was at a makeup store recently. They, they came in, three different women came in with three giant garbage bags, filled them up with makeup and walked right out the front door with my daughter and my wife standing in the store. And when these things happen, when Hunter Biden happens, when all these things go on and no consequences ever seem to come, you wind up losing real fabric of your society. Yeah. And you, you're right. And you also, you combine it with, I think, I don't, maybe just speculating here, but maybe it's increased in the wake of George Floyd. There is this sense of, uh, I guess that, you know, Hey, we deserve this and we're owed this and we've been getting, you know, wronged long enough and they haven't done anything about it. And so, you know what, we're just taking it. We're just taking it. And it's it's fitting in with a graceless society, a society that's seeking its own vengeance. And these are a new set of principles you're saying that are, and I agree, completely unrecognizable to what has been the fabric of the United States of America, where, yeah, we've always had problems. We've always had, you know, issues and serious issues that but but at the core of us, it would always revert back to those Judeo-Christian values that promote forgiveness, kindness, decency, rule of law, all of those things. And I think we're seeing a transition now and it's into a different era where it's saying, you know what, we have to right all of these wrongs from the past and we're owed this. This is owed to me for all these wrongs. My situation in life is you know, any problems I'm experiencing is because of this system. So they're, I think they're just finding ways to justify this sort of behavior. And I think a lot of it comes from the rhetoric we're hearing from progressives at the top. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Obviously, you know, there's some uh, racial element of that, but really a lot of it's just classist. There's a lot of the cl yeah. a classist pushback right. yeah. uh, when it yeah. comes to that. I, I want to I want to go to this um, op-ed on this related topic from Pamela Paul from the New York Times. I thought it was pretty interesting. She's talking about... Um, let me give you a couple of examples. This is on the same thing when we're talking about theft in these areas. Some workers are even punished for trying to help. 
In Georgia, a 68-year-old Lowe's employee was fired this year after leaving the store to try to stop suspected shoplifters, one of whom punched her. So a woman gets punched. She gets fired for trying to stop it. She had worked for Lowe's for 13 years, but apparently this was uh, against policy. They did eventually rehire her, but she was fired initially. The situation can also be demoralizing. They're here every day, and an, old, an anonymous old Navy employee told CBS News affiliate in the Bay Area, speaking of shoplifters in the store, when I'm on the floor walking around, I would say at least 12 or 14 during the day. In one two-day stretch, the employee said, the store was robbed 22 times. Now, first of all, everything at Old Navy is like almost free. They're like every shirt is like two dollars. <laughs> so that's one right. thing. But separately from that, I mean, we're talking about uh, entire organizations being overrun by theft, and none of them seem to want to stand up and take a stand. Where is the stand from these stores? Where are the police? How do we change this? The, the only you have to look at and say, well, what has changed? Because companies used to actually care about their bottom line, which we're seeing now, I really believe a lot of this has to do with this progressive mindset. You're seeing this shift. Oh, we need to move to community policing and, and oh, we need to be more you know, lenient and all this stuff. And as we've seen time and time again throughout history, when progressive, progressive ideas get implemented, it doesn't usually go well. <laughs> no. You see it with all kinds of things. I mean, it's like in France with the, oh, the progressive tax this is going to be great. We're going to tax all the bill the millionaires. 80% will get all their money. Well, what happened? All the businesses left. They're like, okay, well, I'm not doing business here. And then they had to revoke it. It's like, it all it all sounds great in virtue signaling land uh, where we're like, oh, we're not going to punish these people because they're, you know, underprivileged, underadvantaged or whatever. And the unintended consequences pile up. And I think that's the mindset we're seeing. I mean, it's it's been a couple years now since we've, George Floyd happened, right? Everyone was universally appalled at the George Floyd situation. But then it, as everyone's like protesting, all of a sudden you're hearing people saying, abolish the police. You're like, what? <laughs> abolish the police? What are you talking about? How about just get rid of the one idiot, you know? And, but now we're, that's, that's been pushed and advanced the last couple of years. And I think you're starting to see the fruits of that. I mean, you're seeing these liberal cities and these progressive cities that have enacted policies that have not been favorable to police. So you have this mass exodus of the police force and now they can't police anything. So you're seeing what humans do when they get free reign. It's not good. No, no, it, it really is. Left to your own devices, never never a positive. Um, one more thing from this op-ed, which I thought was interesting, because we hear a lot about the crime stuff, and we hear a lot about all the fallout for the companies and all this. Uh, she also brought up an interesting part of this, which is like now that stores are reacting to this, they're putting everything behind plastic and lock and key. And so you can't get to any of the things that you want to buy. And it's hurting everyone else, too. It's hurting their experience. She describes a situation where she goes to a, uh, um, a, a pharmacy and every single thing in the store is behind lock and key. Every time she wants something, she has to press a button. Now, and, and she talks about, like, you know, what if you're like a 14-year-old, you got pimples on your face, you're embarrassed, and they got to press a button. Like, you know, it's the old joke of, like, oh, maxi pads online. We need a price check on maxi pads. Right. It's like <laughs> that's happening to every person in these stores. She describes that she felt bad for calling the employees over and, uh, over, and over again. She felt bad because she, uh, you know, had to keep interrupting them. She didn't get all the stuff that she wanted because it was such a pain in the butt. They lost out on sales. 
sales. She made no impulse purchases because she couldn't get to anything. All these things add up to a terrible experience for consumers and for these companies. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a fun trend line. And not only that, like you just feel like a child in there and you feel yeah. like a criminal. Yeah. Like you're looking around at the stuff in there like, oh, am I going to steal this? Like, well, <laughs> you just feel weird having to look at the things and, you know, well, we need to get the person with the key because I might be one of those people that are stealing things. Um, it's just it's the unintended consequences, as I said, in like in this scenario, your shopping experience is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And it's I will say, still, I'll throw in there. It's the automated checkout lines, too. I don't know if you, the ones near you are like super loud. <laughs> so it's always like, hey, uh, please put your bananas in the in the cart. And everyone's looking like oh, this guy's getting bananas or whatever else you're getting. So but yeah, it's. I know your it's, diet. There's this, no way you bought bananas. There's no way. Land, so. mm -hmm. Yeah, we know. We know you didn't no. buy bananas or apples or any fruit, Dan. That's never well, happened in your house. When my wife requests them, I would oh. never buy them. Okay. I buy Swiss cake rolls. That I believe. That I believe. Uh, Dan Andrews, managing editor at CBN News. Be sure to check him out on the CBN Quick Start podcast. Head over and subscribe right now. Dan, thanks for coming on the program. All right. Thanks, Stu. You're just talking about how like pharmacies now have everything behind lock and key. You can't even get basic supplies. And it seems like uh, something out of Waterworld or you know some post-apocalyptic movie. Well, we've seen a lot of that lately, haven't we? We've all walked around towns where they had been completely emptied out. We all ordered things that were supposed to be there tomorrow and instead took six months or 14 months to arrive. The Jace case uh, is a way to help you uh, deal with this because Jace case is they, it's basically five packs of antibiotics, five courses of antibiotics. And this is important because these really curable, easy things that we all knock out by going to the doctor and going to the pharmacy, and we don't even worry about it anymore. There used to be huge problems in our society. We don't even worry about it because of the miracle of antibiotics. Well, what happens if that supply chain dies? What happens if that all goes away? You better do something about it. Go to jacemedical.com. This is great for travel. It's great to prepare. It's great for so many different things. If you enter the code STU at checkout, you're going to uh, save. It's promo code STU at jasemedical.com, jacemedical.com. It's the Jace case from Jace Medical. Look, it's still pretty early in the cycle, but it's time for me to make my presidential endorsement. And I've got it right here. New shirt. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people will be shocked by it, uh, but uh, oh well, I should probably unfold it all the way here. Uh, anyone but Biden in 24. Yes, here they are. The new shirts are just in. Anyone but Biden 24. They're available at stewdoesmerch.com. I would recommend use the code stew10 and save yourself some cash. It makes a lot of sense. We've also got the mugs there. Uh, anyone but Biden 24. It looks like a Biden mug or T-shirt. This is something like if you happen to be around a bunch of uh, liberals a lot, you want to just like, hey, yeah, no, totally. I'm on, I'm on the team. I'm on team Biden. Uh, and then eventually they'll look close and, and be embarrassed because they're an idiot. And they didn't realize that you actually are a common sense individual, not a moron voting for Joe Biden. So there you go. StuDoesMerch.com. StuDoesMerch.com. The code is Stu10. I will say one thing that's weird about living in Texas as opposed to the Northeast are these school schedules. Like my kids went back to school yesterday. It's August 11th. Like they, they went back to school on August 10th. I'm used to like 
post-Labor Day type stuff. That's what we did up north. Uh, it is, it's, that's season right now. If it's back to school season, and if you're one of those states that allow you to send your kids to school these days, uh, there is one thing that every college student needs to bring with them on campus to protect themselves from being brainwashed by their woke professors. I'm talking, of course, about a subscription to Blaze TV. You might have one already. If you don't, get one. If you're a college student, don't become brainwashed. Go to blazetv.com. Use the code back to school. There, you will save 20 bucks off your one-year subscription to Blaze TV. This offer is valid for gift subscriptions as well. So parents, don't let your kids go back to college unprepared. Use the code back to school to save 20 bucks off a gift subscription to the, for the student in your life. It's important, blazetv.com. Use the code back to school, get 20 bucks off. We will uh, see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.